Welcome to Marvel Cinematic University, the podcast where we talk about everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, you probably could tell from the title. I am your host, Jay Christie, along with my other two hosts. One, Anthony Canton III. Que pasa, dude? What's happening? You know, you know, nothing much, nothing much. And Jerome Chang. What up, what up, what up? All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. It's uh, the day after the Super Bowl when we're recording this. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be released the day after the day for the Super Bowl. And we're here to talk about, you know, some news and notes. We haven't talked to you guys in a while about things going on in the MCU. And so I think we got to start with, uh, we got a long trailer last night. We got a couple trailers, but we had a long one for the fastest approaching new MCU movie, Black Widow. We got like, what, a minute long (laughs) spot or something like that? Um, yeah, yeah, it feels like it's, co- yeah, you're right about that. That was a minute. Pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, maybe it was short. I honestly, honestly, I was, uh, I was pretty drunk at this point, so I don't remember fully exactly how long it was. Um, it was like 40 something seconds or something like that. Sure. Something yeah. along those lines. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, how, how I do mean, you guys for feel? Me, I, I mean, for me, I mean, for me at this point, um, I'm buying into the Black Widow movie even more now than before. Just getting the idea that it's going to lead to something bigger, or at least there's going to probably be a lot of Easter eggs planted Mm -hmm. into being something bigger. And I think it's just one of those scenarios where you look at all of the characters in the movie, and I'm interested in probably all of the supporting. Um, They all seem intriguing. Um, I've said it a a million times, and I'll say it again. Taskmaster, if he's good in the film, then the film's going to be good. Because mm-hmm. it's like one. This is one of those those villains that when you bring when you bring a, a villain of that caliber in, and um, I, what I found interesting from the footage last night was that there was some uh, there was some cap mannerisms with the way that he used his shield, which I found shield interesting. Shield kick. Yeah, I found that interesting. Um, so so like I'm I'm very very much looking forward to to him showing up, and um, obviously uh, widows first family before the avengers mm-hmm. uh just to get to know them more and uh listen i'm always up for some government espionage so like i'm i'm, I'm in i'm excited but definitely not as excited as i was for the briefer footage that we'll talk about uh, yeah we'll get to that after <laughs> i let uh, jerome talk about black widow uh jerome how did you feel you know i know you didn't watch it live because uh the Great White North isn't as into uh, the big game as we are down here, but what did you it, think? It, it's just it's just a black dragon roll that's not as, who uh, doesn't catch as much NFL. I'm pretty well, no, sure I mean it's it's pretty big, but it's like I mean it's uh it's not at the level of the U.S. For yeah, sure. exactly. I mean, you got a lot. You're you're too busy watching the Argos and the Tiger Cats and the Rough Riders and the Blue Bombers. And the Dude, Alouettes. And the Alouettes. Um nice. and the. Uh, the Edmonton, uh, I already said Edmonton Eskimos, right? Yeah, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, uh, Toronto Argonauts, Hamilton Tiger Cats, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Montreal Alouettes, and I don't remember. I don't. How about that? No, no, that was perfect. Yeah. That was great stuff. I think that's as far as I can go personally with the CFL. Yeah. So we're right at, uh, right on par. But um, I, I was always interested in the movie. Uh, it looks like it's a really fun action flick. I got more excited about Taskmaster. I still don't know really much in terms of background, but I'm going to let this movie kind of dictate it for me as I watch it. But all the footage looks really cool with that character. And in a, I mean, we love 
MCU, but they don't exactly come through with the best villains all the time. No. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited at the prospect of a really formidable villain, even if it's contained within this film mm-hmm. and not necessarily like the world beater that uh, so many of them uh, tend to be. Uh, I'm just really excited about just having that character in there because mm-hmm. I think with the type of characters that we have, it's they're no real superheroes in this right. film. And so you get to scale back not just the heroes who would be unstoppable otherwise, so you have to create a really big power to go against it, but mm-hmm. you get to scale back the villain that might be just more interesting in a lot of different ways. So uh, just all the new footage, um, I mentioned already the uh, shield kick flip. Uh, it's wicked, wicked move in Tony Hawk. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm really excited for that. Yeah, that looks really cool. Yeah, I was kind of weirded out when Taskmaster did a McTwist, but you know, hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> you would know when he pulled the combo run out. Uh, anyway, some deep Tony Hawk uh, references. Remember, you could play as Benjamin Franklin, Tony Hawk's Underground too. Anyway, so I enjoyed the, uh, the trailer. You you could play as a lot of different characters in the game. If I'm being honest, yeah, the game was kind of crazy. I think that motorcycle customizer and cheater on Sandra Bullock or Jesse James was in that game too, which is weird. Anyway, 2004 is a different time. So, Taskmaster, I'm excited to see what he's like in like the fighting scenes and stuff like that. And I just, I just imagine because of the way that's been advertised that like it, it's he's gonna be definitely a interesting villain for like the fight stuff. I don't know if he's gonna have like an interesting backstory or whatever because the fact is we haven't seen any clips with him with his mask off, um, and not that. They need to give that away, but I feel like if a strength of the movie was the performance, what? Like I don't know that. No, we I don't think we need it either. I don't think we. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think that we need it either. I'm just saying that like the way that the villain is going to be good, because I think Marvel's problem is not only do they not have interesting villains character wise, they also don't have super dynamic ones in terms of what they do fighting like wise. Like Marvel fights, mm-hmm. I love the Marvel movies a lot, but the, the fights in the Marvel movies are not what makes them special so much. Like it just it's you're not getting cutting edge action sequences in Marvel movies necessarily in comparison to, you know, other big action franchises, which is fine. That You know, they're more than just action franchises. But I think that if they could have Taskmaster, who seems like such a visually interesting character, that that will turn what could be a boring movie action-wise because there are no superpowers into something very interesting and, you know, like, I just, I want Marvel to, you know, experiment more with its villains in how they fight because it is kind of annoying to see uh every villain be the hero but slightly not um and taskmasters doesn't seem like anyone i've ever seen before i and and by that i mean he seems like every single person i've ever seen before because that's his whole deal (laughs) well like i think um sorry to interrupt you ac yeah sure i think what is exciting again is just um you mentioned fight scenes and when I think about just like grounded fight scenes where the choreography is a little more interesting, like the last time we saw it was Winter Soldier and, or like one of the last times. And I think we have that opportunity again with this. Yeah. And I'm pretty excited. Well, yeah. Cause that. in Winter Soldier, they like, I just, whenever I hear of a fight scene, I want there to be a one sentence pitch as to why it's good. And like the elevator fight scene in Winter Soldier, which I think is probably the, honestly gun to my head, probably the best scene in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, right up there. It's I, up there for sure. Yeah. I think that what makes it so great is that it's the description of it is so immediately interesting. It's like Captain America is going to beat up fifteen people on a, a glass elevator, and you're like, I'm in, right? Or like, mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I just want Even to, it's his yeah. fight in the street with, uh, with Bucky. Yeah. That was like, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was great too. That whole movie. It really and since was. and since they're not going to be leading heavy on VFX, I assume because he doesn't seem like he has any crazy powers. Because even though there are cool VFX shots, like it's so easy to get lost in VFX for fight scenes. <laughs> like it, you kind of like I love the Avengers Assemble bit in Endgame. There's not much I could tell you about like the specific like the this this parts that are very effects heavy in that big fight scene are not as interesting visually as when it's just cap. You always and, have to watch it frame by frame and catch yeah. like each little detail yeah. of what they throw in. It's yeah. almost like every moment in that big battle is an Easter egg in itself. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. fun, but it's also like it's just a CGI fest. Yeah, exactly. Okay. AC, you were so, gonna say. Yeah, I was going to say, because so the rumor going around about Taskmaster is that uh, he's going to actually be a previous love interest of Natasha from mm-hmm. from back then. Um, so how do y'all feel about that? Does it matter to you? Because um, I, I don't necessarily really care about it, but I guess if they want to just try and weave him into the story that way, then um, that may be what they do. Yeah, I think that it... Uh, I don't know. I think that if it's done tastefully, if it's not done... Um... Like, and I don't think they'll do this just because they have a female writer and director, and I so I think that they're going to avoid this, but there mm. definitely is a version of a movie where, she, like, Natasha gets uncharacteristically emotional and, like, sad and sappy and weepy about it, but I don't think that uh, that's going to happen, which is good, because that's what that's like, whenever you, there's, yeah. like, a female character who has, like, a love interest come back, that's, oh, you always mm-hmm. run the risk of, like, this strong female character can then turn to mush because, you know, it's convenient right. for the writers, um, but it does, I don't think we're going to get that. And so I think the fact no. that she has history with him is fun, especially if she doesn't know that it's him to start with. I think that that's also yes. very interesting. Um, so yeah, right. it, it, I, I, the concept of it doesn't offend me. Uh, and I think that they, it can be done well and it can be done poorly, but that's everything with movies. So, yeah. um, I think I'm just interested still. I mentioned it, I think after we watched the first trailer, uh, the first time there was that one scene where Taskmaster appeared to have a bow and arrow and then I thought maybe Hawkeye, and then I thought maybe maybe Budapest, and that's really if I want to dive into the pat like that kind of pass, like Budapest has to be the one that I need to see. Yeah. Oh, we're we're definitely getting the Budapest thing, just because right. the in the marketing and the lead up they they brought it up so many times, and like it's <laughs> so uh, like it's it, like it's it's so easy. Or, yeah. 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 Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and so I'm I'm excited, and what I realized too is that what's funny is that like with Taskmaster having like you know the bow and arrow and the shield and stuff, like he really is like the Kirby of superhero villains. Like, <laughs> shout out to Kirby. Yeah, shout out to my guy Kirby. Shouts out to uh, Meta Knight. Shouts out to what was the king's name? That guy with the hammer, uh, King oh, Gallagher. Uh, great guy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> great guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm ex- I'm really excited about Black Widow. Um, I can't wait. Honestly, I'm excited just because when we have a new movie, we can you know do some pods. But since it's the first oh, one yeah. in a while, we're gonna milk the shit out of it. Do like a pre-pod, a post-pod, and probably an overtime. Is it worth that? <laughs> no, probably not. But you know, uh, we gotta speak. It'll oh yeah, be, I think we, we can definitely get some content out of it. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. And if 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 the overtime pod needs to just be nothing but. Uh, tangents for me just to fill up the airtime. I'm fine with that. I can go tangents for days. Speaking of tangents, as in something different, uh, there was a 30 second ad for the three upcoming series on Disney Plus. 
Uh, and I gotta say, I uh, was incredibly pumped for what we it saw was of WandaVision. For two and like one scene which yeah is like because perfect, i don't think they like started the filming bullshit. loki fully like i don't think they have anything done so yeah and i think they just probably just started loki being that it's loki i think it's the perfect amount yeah anyway to reveal yeah. for loki well the funny thing about the loki thing and i might as well get into this first is um obviously a lot of people talked about the the uh, insignia on his uh on his shirt uh the time variance authority so that should be interesting because obviously we remember from endgame the 2012 version of Loki took the Tesseract and disappeared. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that whole time scenario is going to be a thing. Well, it's also the whole notion um, that he is breaking, like he's pulling the uh, Infinity Stone away from like where it's supposed to be, right? Oh, well, yeah. actually, no. In that case, it still stays within that time. He's just changing different areas. So I guess... Right. So, okay. Well, so I'm guessing that these people... Um, probably are just like, wait a minute, hold on, what are you doing? And they probably uh, stop him along the wait, way. So the, it's what is it, Time Variance Authority, right? Yes. yes. So Sounds like are, Time Cop. That's what I was going to say. Is, J, is <laughs> JCVD in this? I know Ron Silver is dead, but we can get we can get uh, John Claude Van Damme for this. Also, why is John Claude Van Damme not in, in a Marvel thing? Like, he'd be... Not like good because he's like not good at acting, but like I would just fucking love to see him just pop up and be like someone's master in like act one of a low, lower tier Marvel movie. That'd be exciting. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all we. That's pretty much all we know right now. Besides, it's that and the fact that uh, Loki, at least Loki, has a has a connection to the uh, Doctor Strange multiverse. Yeah, and also Owen Wilson's yeah. in it, so. Oh, that too. So oh, Owen yes. Wilson's actually in it. That wasn't just like a joke. No, it's not a joke. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, he's cast yeah. in some apparently big role. So, oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Well, what I that hope role it's a big be, role. But... I mean, Owen Wilson's not the A list he once was, but you know, <laughs> he's one you... half of the Shanghai Knights. So oh, shouts to the Shanghai Knights. Um, <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, it's funny because Shanghai Knights is really like they kind of lost the thread with the title because Shanghai Noon is of course like a pun. But then they did the sequel, right. and they're like, "Fuck it, there's not gonna do another. Let's do a word that's not a pun anymore." Um, well, it takes place in London, though, right? At that point, I believe so. I haven't seen either of them. They but... get knighted in the end. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, but like where Shanghai Noon, you know, final High sequence Noon. takes place. Yes. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, the the final one takes place, uh, like at Big Ben, like the final action set piece. So. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah, that makes anyway, sense. Anyway, uh, stay tuned for our new podcast on the Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Night series. I mean, the uh, thing is, I'll watch it. Shit. I can, I can pot about any movie. But <laughs> uh, hashtag can't wait. Yeah. Um. But let's go on to. Uh, I'm gonna go in order of what I'm excited about. So I'm gonna go with Captain and and uh, what means to be Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um. That's you know it was kind of all. Uh, Nothing really shocked me. Like, it wasn't anything super, super uh, interesting. Also, I think that they probably aren't far enough in production to have a ton of stuff to show. Um, but the bit where once it, this commercial started and you see the, uh, the the shield in the tree, I was I was really pumped. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good shot. Uh, Good shot. Story. Uh, Spatch and Stan. Story to me is handsome. That's yeah. all I say about that. Mm-hmm. Just, a, just a handsome, handsome guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you see your man. You may see your man Zemo is back. That like I'm interested in in uh, how they continue on his story mm-hmm. um, because it felt like in Civil War 
as uh, much as he was the character that kind of tore the Avengers apart. It mm-hmm. seemed more of like a bit character as opposed to yeah. what uh, he can do in this. And he'll have a little bit of more room to do more in this mm-hmm. uh, with it being six episodes um, along those lines. And I just think there's a, there's a good story there, especially with the whole um, Cap gives the shield to Sam. Mm-hmm. And the government's like... Now nah, we ain't giving it to this black dude. Mm-hmm. We gonna we gonna get a U.S. We gonna get a U.S. agent. We gonna get our own government version of a Captain America. Then they're gonna have to deal with that. And well, there the is that time. one. I, I mentioned it to uh, Jake before we started recording, but I was kind of looking at the different shots frame by frame, and there's one where uh, it seems to be like a pep rally at a sports event, like a football game. Yeah. And there is a Captain America that runs in, and that Captain America is definitely not Falcon because it's a white dude. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. this is U.S. agent. This is U.S. agent. Um, he's going to be the government version so, of uh, Captain America. So very simple. Uh, Captain America is to U.S. agent as Iron Man is to Iron Patriot, I'm assuming. Basically, yeah. yeah. Except... We'll see more of a story with this. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, them trying to navigate that and whatever nonsense uh, Zemo is up to. Uh, we got Sharon Carter back for this too. Uh, Pretty cool. So this, yeah, there's some good, there's some good characters and good story mm-hmm. that's like there. If you know, if they tell it right. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm really fascinated to see what they do with how Zemo. They, how they tell it? Because Zemo had, I think, like probably. My least favorite, the, the, the backstory I'm least interested in in any action thing is that he's like the person who wants revenge because like their family was inadvertently killed. Like it's just kind of like it's so mm-hmm. it's actually like so not that it, it, I think I, I don't know if it's just not super interesting or it's just like it, they would try to play it as if you kind of like, oh, I mean, I see where he's coming from. But it's also like, no, he's like a sadistic murderer. Like, I don't actually care. Like at some point, you yeah, can't, but- you know. Yeah. At some point, 100%. you gotta. Uh, but I think that if they can give him, because if if he's just still uh, doing all the stuff he's doing because they killed his family, I think that that's like mm-hmm. I honestly don't know how interested I'd be with that. Because why is it just the uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon that he's doing it to? Yada yada yada. Um, but I think if they give him some more to do, and even I think lean into the fact that like clearly he's sad that his family died, but he's also sadistic and evil like that would that didn't just happen you know what i mean like yeah, if like he might just be bent on world domination yeah he like he thinks it's one Which of those things most character yeah i think that i i the character trait i really like a lot is when someone starts doing something with good intentions and then they start the they like it too much like breaking bad mm-hmm. obviously is totally the, there's also that. yeah there's an element yes. of like now it just feels like he's been thwarted so now his yeah. end goal is to come up on top mm-hmm. um i am excited just generally because i do like the chemistry between uh winter soldier and falcon like mm-hmm. just in the general uh bits that they've been like civil war and all that so uh i like i'm excited about di- that dynamic alone um yeah because as intense as the footage has looked in the teaser as it's supposed to uh i imagine there's gonna be some lighter parts especially with oh the yeah there's oh, absolutely, yeah. oh, oh for sure too. for sure yeah i need sebastian stan not to be as like he's definitely gotten less and less mopey and like deer in headlights as the movies have gone on and i really hope that he's like that he's more yeah, lucid because i'm not i don't i'm not super interested in like watching him stumble around half amnesiac for like three episodes it's not something that i would love yeah. to watch 
You don't want a born identity, born just truly G I mean, situation. Where no, because Jason Bourne is likable. Um, Fair enough. Uh, and also, just quick, quick shout out that uh, the the Bourne Legacy, very underrated movie. Um, I just want to say that because my dad recommended it to me when it came out, and I'm like, basically, was like, "Fuck you, dad. What do you know about movies?" And then last year, I watched it, and I'm like, and I texted him like, "Dad, I'm sorry. Like, you really, yeah. I, I fucked up." Anyway. Uh, uh, check it out on uh, your local streaming platform. So, um, yeah, The Winter Soldier and um, Falcon. I don't know. I think that there's going to be a lot of debate as it comes up about the decision to give Falcon the shield. Um, I stand pr- firmly behind him getting the shield because, as someone pointed out, and I can't stop thinking about it, it's like, yes, The Winter Soldier is good now, but, like, it's a really big PR disaster to give, to pass Captain America on <laughs> to, a, like, a former, like, I don't care how reformed he is. Also, he already has the shield. No, I mean, he already has the arm, it. so it's like, you know. It reminds yeah, me of going to, um, oh, shoot, what's the name of the last Star Wars movie that just came out? Rise Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker. It is Rise of Skywalker. That's what I thought. Yeah, okay. Oh, wow, uh, uh, we can We can spoil it at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not that good, so you do whatever you want. Wow. Fair enough. But it's, it's not... Enough. Okay, you made, like, a hot take noise. I don't think that it's... I think that it's pretty well... Uh, I think that's kind of the prevailing opinion amongst it's fine. film comments. It's fine. The, the, the yes. fine. It's fine. Yeah. It just, you know, um, they shat on my guy Ryan Johnson's whole vision, which I don't really appreciate. But anyway, continue. I don't appreciate it either. Uh, no, 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 just to your point about just handing it off to the Winter Soldier, soldier and it being a PR disaster, it just reminded me of the uh, scene. I remember being in the theater uh, where it's Ray and Kylo, and I'm just, like, jokingly going, kiss, like, kiss, 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 and then they do it. And as they're doing it, I remember just thinking, ooh, he did kill, like, millions of people. And then he, he dies. a I'm star like, oh, system. Perfect. He killed trillions of people. Like, he blew up a star trillion. system. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And then I was just like, oh, everything started out there. That's good. She got her kiss in. Like, yeah. Now he's dead. It, it was a f- like, there's nothing to yeah. explain itself. Now, it, it was a good experience for me only because I went. I saw it at a Cena Bistro. I don't know if you guys have any of those. It's basically like a really no. hot, like high-quality dining uh, with like really comfortable chairs. Oh, I have, we we have a thing like VIP. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, it's a basically my family's gone to see the last two Star Wars movies at Cine Bistro, and I got a thing where it was uh, it was it was you know like the afternoon, so I wasn't trying to eat heavy, so I got uh, a a thing that was um, popcorn chicken mixed with actual like popcorn. And then like had sauce all over it, and they oh, gave you chopsticks, okay, okay. so you didn't have wait, to wait, dip your hands. Honestly, it was like a hot. It was like kind of like a uh, a Chinese spicy sauce. Um, okay. Yeah, like, it was is it like a sweet chili. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, 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 kind of. Oh, it was on the yeah, side though. It that. wasn't. Uh, they didn't. I I would have put it all in, but it, the popcorn was there, and I was kind of skeptical mm-hmm. about eating popcorn with popcorn chicken, but it was very good. So, see to be I've had that before in different situations, and it, like. I remember thinking, oh, this is obvious. They're both popcorn. Mm. It's like it's like a fusion Chicago mix, but not. But Yeah, I thought yeah, about going with the popcorn good. shrimp, but I was kind of like, shrimp you can't eat. Like, it's, I don't know if I want to take that risk. Like, this is a nice place, so I don't think I'm going to get bad shrimp, but. You... Have you ever had popcorn shrimp and popcorn chicken at the same time together? No, but I, that was an option. Like, I was one extra dollar. Was it? I should have. <laughs> I mean, I feel like. I feel like they'd probably be fine because I feel like fried shrimp 
doesn't maintain almost any of the shrimp, of the shrimpy flavor. Um, is but, this is this where you're at, or was this with your family? You mentioned this is when I was with my family. Uh, okay, because I was gonna say Black Widow. There's an opportunity there. Yes, I, uh, I yeah, they're definitely. I, normally, I go to uh, the theater. I see all movies at these days. Is um, well, at least I try to. Is one in Chelsea called uh, the Sinopolis, um, which is nice. Uh, it has good food options. It's not as good as Cine Bistro, but anywho. Uh, Let's go on to talk about WandaVision since uh, AC's back. AC wants to talk about, for sure. Yeah. Uh, WandaVision, I'm Mm -hmm. so happy. It looks exactly what I think it's – God, if it it is as good as it, like, looks like it could be, uh, it's going to blow the doors off of everything. I said it last night. It's the the most ambitious thing that they've done if they're going to do what I think they're going to do here. Um, the inclusion of characters that are going to be in this pretty freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the the debut of Sword, Monica Rambeau, um, got your man Agent Park, Darcy's coming back. Uh, there's just there's just a chance at something really really fun mm-hmm. and really really weird. And get I, weird. Get as yeah, weird as possible. That's and all it seems I like they this. are. I mean, we saw yeah. we saw the Full House set. We saw the um, the Brady Bunch set. Uh-huh. In that brief, like, like, it, it felt like it was ten to fifteen seconds, but it just felt like they just gave you ah uh, so much optimism in the sense of what um, from just an original idea that they can do with this. So I'm very excited for it. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's exciting, and also I'm excited because I was looking at the cast and I thought she was in it too. One of, the, in my opinion, the better character actresses in the world, Catherine Hahn's going to be in it in a character that's not named yes. yet, Ooh. which is exciting. Okay. Um, she is. Uh, I think she's the villain. I mean, is she, she is so good in Into the Spider Verse. Like she is like really, really good in Into the Spider Verse in a way that I was kind of surprised by. Um, right, right. As Doc Ock. Yeah, um, and I'm always, I, I'm always one of those people. I think that uh, obviously not every comedic actor can do drama, but one, Catherine mm-hmm. is like basically is not a comedic she just i think was just one of the people who happened to be in a lot of comedies and also and i an think actress that but to... oh no sorry just an actress who happened to be in comedy yeah exactly yeah. and i think but i think people with great comedic timing are great villains more than anything else because the line of i forget exactly who said something i remember who was it was a director who recently said something about how like the difference between horror and comedy is music uh and I think that that's not – obviously, it's partially a joke, but it's like so much of the movies you do in order to be funny are – also can be very sadistic and evil. And uh, also, I just want to say that I think that her character in Step Brothers is probably the funniest character in any movie with less than 10 minutes of screen time. <laughs> anyway. Fair. Fair. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be great. Uh, now thinking about it, just because I forgot where I read uh, some not – but it's kind of I mean because the thing is we know everything that's going on like it's not the truth like we know Mm -hmm. there's something messed up about it and um, there's another Marvel property that kind of has that same trippiness in Legion and like those are like really the the fun parts there and I don't think it'll go that abstract just because Legion gets pretty out there and Mm -hmm. uh, you, you would assume being it's mcu and disney plus and it's going to kind of still want to cater to a larger audience it's going to be a, it's got to be a little more accessible than that mm-hmm. but that said uh 
yeah, like I said, just get weird. This is going to be fun. Like, I think that's what they got to do when it comes – because I know, like, with the movies, they exercise the level of control mm-hmm. just keep everything together. But, I mean, the series, the whole point, in my opinion, is right. to let yourself let loose a little bit. Like, sure, make that connection back mm-hmm. too, but let them get a little wild. And this is a really good opportunity. Yeah, I think more importantly, we haven't seen Wanda's actual power since Age of Ultron. We've seen him manifest in physical form. I don't know, she's the... fucking up Thanos in no, Endgame. No, but like, yeah, I completely, I completely <laughs> no, no, I, I get you that. I get, I get yeah, you the, of course, yeah, the, 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 the reality bending aspect, and I think that's some of the more interesting stuff uh, Steph mentioned. I don't mentioned. think she knows. That's like, we yeah. catch her. But, okay, guys, guys, I just looked up the guy who's directing all the episodes. I looked up his uh-huh. IMDb. One, he did an episode of The Boys, which is a show I still haven't seen, but, uh, you know. Right. And he also directed, he directed two episodes of Game of Thrones, one of which is the Loot Train episode, which is fucking awesome. So excited about that. And then he directed five episodes of one of my probably third or fourth favorite show of all time, Psych, specifically. And all my real Psych heads will know that he directed both Lights, Camera, Hombacidio, great episode, and then their full-on Twin Peaks parody called Dual Spires, which is... Tonally, if that's what WandaVision is, is that episode, it was because that I saw that I'm like, oh shit, like this is it's like funny and lighthearted, but also like actually scary because also they get the entire cast of Twin Peaks. Great episode, guys. I mean, really, they killed it, but uh, I just I, I'm excited to see that, um, just because clearly it's a guy who uh seems to know how to do uh weird comic book stuff, you know, there's not many people who have resumes like that, so shouts to him. Also the also the boys very violent mm-hmm. so like I don't know so we'll we'll see like mm-hmm. there's literally there's literally a scene where where a character that well no of course not well a, a scene there's a scene of a character who can run as fast as a flash literally run through somebody oh that's pretty so that's, that's gnarly yeah that's gnarly yeah um okay well i mean you mentioned uh just someone in control of a very weird property uh this came news to me when you gave me the rundown but uh dr strange we have a new director oh no we don't have a we don't have a new director yet they haven't found one but the original one um the original one has uh has creative differences okay yeah so it's one of those I mean, it's things. not the first so time I... we've seen one of these. No. Uh, that happened with Batman yeah. and Edgar Wright. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, it happens in the MCU. It's been fine with Ant-Man. Um, uh, and obviously, I know a lot of people would want to see Edgar Wright's version of Ant-Man. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I, and the thing is, it works out. It's worked out well in the past. Because even, you, you know, even if you think that Edgar Wright's version would have been better, I think that the Ant-Man we got is better than I think anyone... I just remember the take cycle when Edgar Wright left and they replaced him. And the, the take cycle of, oh my god, Marvel is going to bring do the guy who had made the movie bring it on? What the hell? Is, like, this is terrible. It's like, one, like, great directors have made some really shitty movies. Like, I don't... And also, it's only bringing on a shitty movie. It's just not... It's not... Uh, like, I think that that's actually a relatively inspired choice. It's like, what makes Marvel good? That, But the other, the other time that they did this, and this is something that's not talked about as much because it wasn't as public, but... Do you guys know who was originally supposed to direct uh, Thor of the Dark World? Who was this? No, I forget. Uh, Patty Jenkins was supposed to direct it. Oh, that's right. Oh, yes. And she left, I, I believe, because yeah, of that. something with, like, I have some issue with the script where she didn't uh, like the treatment of the female characters or something like that. Um, and 
that I think is a huge mistake uh, that they didn't just, you know, like give her what she wanted because as people quickly right. found out she uh <laughs> directed one of the most successful comic movies of all time um but yeah mm-hmm. so i think that i hope that but they... that's it like even to your point like even though she did wonder woman beautifully like that doesn't necessarily mean she was gonna nail thor to no the dark but i think the thing too is yeah. that i think the important yeah. thing to note though with the difference between those two decisions is that when edgar wright mm-hmm. left they said, let's still try to get someone who is a fresh eyes for action movies, who has, like, a, is apparently, like, I've listened to an interview with Peyton Reed, like, he had a very clear idea, he was an Ant-Man fan, he had a clear idea of what he right. wanted the movie to be. Um, and, like, so, and they, so they, they replaced an interesting inspired choice with another, like, not as interesting, but, like, a choice, you know? But the thing that was Thor The Dark World is that they had Patty Jenkins, you know, innovative director, who, you know, uh, basically had never, hadn't directed anything since 2003 because the film industry is misogynist. But she did a bunch of TV. She, she did a couple of Arrested Developments, which is weird. But, like, she had a particular uh-huh. idea. And then she left. And then they direct they let, replaced her with the least inspired choice in the entire world, Alan Taylor, who's just, like, a workman, you know, did a couple Game of Thrones episodes, a couple, like, other big action series. Like, that's the, I think, is the worst possible decision in a Marvel movie for director. Like, pick anyone but a guy, someone who is, like, does, like, just they, they C-plus really wanted action. it to be as Guardian as possible, that one. So. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it just, it yeah. just, it just, it just, like, it just lags. Like, in the way that, in the way that so many Game of Thrones action scenes are like, oh my god, that's so awesome. But, like, a lot mm-hmm. of them, some of them aren't this way, but a lot of them, if they were in a movie rather than a TV show, it wouldn't be as cool. <laughs> like, so I think just don't, uh, I wanted to pick someone who also has an interesting take on uh, Doctor Strange. Even if it's not the same one that Scott Derrickson had, I just don't want them to pick mm-hmm. someone who, you know, like, I don't want them to pick, like, a, a Louis Leterrier who did the Hulk movie. He won't obviously do it because right. he already, but, like, just not someone that level of director. And I think that they might because they're in a bind. But, yeah, I hope they don't do that. I, I think what they tend to do, or at least, like, it seems like Marvel's smart about it, is they pick the right people for it. And mm-hmm. I think we can, like, at least have that trust for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I All would right, love if it was some. I would love if they picked got someone like a fucking like real horror director, like someone who actually. Because uh, I think Scott Derrickson, mm-hmm. like all respect to him, but and I'm not a big horror movie guy, but like, you, I, if you look at his IMDb, like they're, they're not like horror classics that he's directing. So like, <laughs> it's no, like I think that no, you could definitely no. get like if you get you know one of the dudes who. Uh, does like if you get like Lee Wanell, like one of the Saw guys or whatever, who's doing that new Invisible sure. Man movie, which looks legitimately terrifying. Like that type of choice is something that I would love to see them make. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this, and um, I do hope that they get that. Uh, well, they, they'll figure it. Yeah, they all yeah. do. Yeah, um, exactly. uh, yeah but uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't forget to mention this as the la- as the last thing before we go. But um. Mm-hmm. And we do have a Secret Invasion TV series in development that's supposed to be right. put out on Disney+. Plus. Um, that is very, very interesting that they decided to do a series. I actually like that idea. prefer it than a movie. Is this animated? Um, no, this is the live action. Wow. This okay. is like fitting. Yeah, this is fitting the stuff uh, into the MCU. And... I think what's interesting is we always we we had that scenario in Spider-Man Far From Home where the Skrulls are helping out uh, Shield and Sword to mm-hmm. a lesser extent. And uh, so, what's the whole story with the Korean Skrull uh, with this scenario? So it's like it's very early, so we don't really know anything. But 
I think people who know the story from the books uh, knows that it the the invasion does change a lot of things as far as uh, what happens in the future, and that's why like when I see General Ross in the Black Widow movie. Um, it just makes me think that we're not too far from seeing like a Dark Avengers type of scenario coming through um, after the right. fact when the government can't trust heroes. So uh, that should be interesting. So it, we'll, guess, see what, like, we'll see what they do, but it should be fun. AC, a question for you. Like when we say yeah. secret invasion, because um, I know there's also secret war, like in the comics, those are two, like one leads to the other, but they're not exactly a part of the same thing. So even though we're talking about a secret invasion TV series, if we were going to the films, like a war could happen in the films. Like we're, right. we wouldn't expect it to all, because just when I think about having those two together, it feels like too large of a scale for a TV series, especially for oh, something yeah. like MCU. Imagine but it guys, makes sense if it's like one to set up the other. Let me pitch this, yeah, okay? Absolutely. Oh. I think I, I do yeah, go no, I was before you go, yeah. Jake, I just wanna say yeah, like yeah, I feel sure. like if you just if you translate the T V series and just kinda build a story there and then turn it into what an a, a potential future Avengers film could be, then you got your you got your story right there. I think that the the show should be two shield agents basically carbon copies of uh, Mulder and Scully in the X-Files, right? And they're basically, like, mm -hmm. they, they're tasked with trying to uh, expose scrolls or whatever. And then, like, and, you know, it starts off seemingly like it's going to be procedural. You know how shows will do that where it's, like, a bunch of things, and then they quickly realize that there's one gigantic conspiracy. And then that can work its way into the movies. But, yeah, I think that it needs to be... Like, the thing I want these shows to be is very... Uh, intimate and ground level because i think that there are so many interesting stories you can tell in a world of superheroes that are not all like not everything has to be uh the world is ending or not and that's the thing i thought yeah, that right, when absolutely. the when the netflix shows were Which good is why black widow is actually kind of been yeah like looking like pretty entertaining yeah, yeah but like when the sure. netflix shows were good like you never thought for a second that Kilgrave was gonna take over the world i mean he could it's kind of weird that he did right. for sure but the the fact that that is, I think that actually just makes the story have more stakes because it is impossible to conceive of the world ending right like it's why we don't do anything about global yeah. warming so what you can conceive of someone one person dying or one person ha losing their this person that person so I think that uh, if they can make it smaller even though a secret invasion is such a big thing i think that that works for tv i just don't want them to bite off more they can shoot with any of these tv shows because the last thing i want is for there to be the fatigue of people being like oh no i gotta watch all these tv shows in order to understand it it's like no you shouldn't have to watch any of the tv shows in order to understand it it's a bit much agreed 100 percent um i'm just like i i think it's a I've always wanted stuff like this, and I think like the the, the comic book heads like me will definitely be interested in it. Mm -hmm. um, I think you've already gotten a decent amount of positive response from the WandaVision uh, element uh, from people being excited to see these things, and especially if they're not like if they're not the problem with the Netflix shows, as uh, previously stated on this pod, was that they were always thirteen episodes and thirteen hours. This is mm -hmm. going to be six. Usually, most of it, it looks like they're operating under the six hour scenario, and I and I that's just a lot better. You can tell stories and not feel like you're dragging mm -hmm, like right. uh, like the the Netflix uh, issues were. So I think listen, Kevin Feige's in charge. I know I know what I'm gonna get most likely, and it's gonna be good. So I'm, I do enjoy how all these like drops in 
news items and different things coming up really make me feel like Marvel is secretly following you on Twitter because it's just anytime we talk in our group chat about something and you just keep on saying like, oh, I would like this, this, and this to happen. And then suddenly there's like news that drops like, oh, there's a secret invasion storyline that's coming through now. I'm like, well, I mean, I mean, Multiverse of Madness um, apparently is going to feature different uh, different versions of our of our favorite characters in the MCU. So I'm kind of I mean, yeah. yeah. To see what they do with that. AC, uh, you predicted like everything that happened in the first act of uh, Endgame. So yeah, just keep making mm-hmm. predictions. Yeah, why not? I mean, why not? I'm, I'm, I, I, I just think like whenever I say these things, it's just one of those things where I just feel like I know they're going to do this stuff because this is the best stuff in the books. Mm. So like. This is the stuff that they should do, even though it may take some time to build towards it. It's the best thing that they should do. So, by all means, bring it, Marvel. Bring it all. Phoenix Saga. I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> well, it, it, Kevin Feige gets a hold of it. He may be able to do it properly. Six times the charm. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bird. I think I think that covers all the news and notes. Do we have anything else? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah that's I think, it. I think we had. I think we had. Nice. What we had. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we could do this, job, guys. guys. Yup, it's great to talk to you guys. Uh, guys, uh-huh. if you wanna. I'm going to say the, these guys are the audience now. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow the show at MCUniversityPod, one word. Uh, and you can follow me at the Jake Christie. Uh, AC, before you go, where can people find you? Um, Twitter at AC Spotlight 95. 95. Of course, we'll be bringing some more content mm-hmm. your way um, mm-hmm. over here soon uh, on the comic book end. Uh, so looking Mundo. forward to that. Uh, and Jerome. Black Dragon Roll, all one word. Uh, wonderful to hear it so thank you guys for listening please rate review subscribe do all those things um and uh you know next year next super bowl someone text me and tell me not to drink as much because i have work the next day anyway bye bye guys